0: Hi, I'm Isabella. And I'm Jeff. We're two Asian Australians who want to explore what it means to be Asian in the West. And you're listening to As I Am. So, if you're watching the video, you might notice that uh, it's only me. So, what we're actually going to trial, and we actually posted a poll about this a while back, is single host episodes. Um, and with Isabella enjoying Europe and living her absolutely best life over there, this felt like the perfect time to try it out. So, let us know what you think of the format. We'll definitely not take offense to it uh, if you don't enjoy it whatsoever. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be a first stab at a solo episode uh, featuring myself talking about Muay Thai. So for those of you that don't know, Muay Thai is Thai kickboxing. Muay um, Thai is means boxing. And then uh, obviously the Thai part refers to the country and where it was created. And I started training about November last year, right as we sort of, well and truly exited lockdown here in Melbourne, Australia. And it's been a really big part of my life for the last close to 11 months now. And I wanted to share some of my experiences with the sport, why I picked it up, and I guess you could say the positives and negatives of of my experience so far. So overview of the sports and I guess my... Uh, I don't know, you could talk about exercise journey relationship to my body since I was a kid. I was a very fat kid, like very, very fat. To give you an idea of how fat I was as a kid, I'm about 40 centimeters taller than when I was 10 years old, but I weigh the exact same. So you can imagine how round young Jeffrey was. And, you know, when you're a kid, it doesn't really it doesn't really impact you that much. You're kind of just like eating snacks and you're quite happy about it. But once you start in puberty and you start noticing your body a little bit more um, and you're sort of looking around to your peers and seeing the changes in their bodies, you become a lot more self-conscious. So I think even until now, I still have that fat kid mentality where you could call it minor Body dysmorphia or just discomfort with body image, but I, I always think about myself. I'm really scared to, to gain weight, and that relationship is something that uh, I need to work with and to continue to work on as I get older. But when I entered high school, the first real sport I took incredibly seriously was was rowing, um, and through rowing, I managed to lose a lot of weight. And after a while, after that, uh, injured my back and. Well, not necessarily into my back. They told me I had scoliosis and they were like, wrong's probably not the best thing for it. Uh, so I switched to another sport that would also put extreme stress on my body, which was powerlifting. And powerlifting, for those of you that don't know, is a sport comprising of your squat, bench and deadlift. And I put on a lot of weight. Like my coach was like, you got to get heavier. So I was drinking nonstop chocolate milk, to gain weight. And obviously that's just not an efficient way to, not a healthy way to gain weight, right? Just putting on a bunch of fat and not that much muscle. But I managed to gain about 10 kilos between the time I trained and uh, my competition weight. And I sort of did that sport for about two years or, or so sort of at the end of high school, early uni. And at one point when I was 18, I was competitive. I actually ended up representing Australia when i was 18 years old and managed to take a bronze in the deadlift and at the time it was really i was relatively competitive but as the sport sort of gained popularity over the last few years you see some serious freaks in the sport lots of people especially from the i guess the youtube fitness community transitioned over to powerlifting so um, for those of you that follow the sport you see some insane lifts at some very light body weights so Definitely would not be competitive anymore. So after I stopped powerlifting, I just kind of went to the gym. It was a bit on and off. Like I would go, you would do the exercises, but you weren't necessarily seeing incredible results. It was more of a a maintenance-ish thing. And, you know, in terms of stats, I was about, I think I was about, I I walked around at about 80, 81 kilos, and I'm about 175 height. I wouldn't have said I was fat, a little bit chubby here and there, but nothing too drastic. And so how I ended up starting Muay Thai training, one of my close friends, John, likes to always bring the story up because it is truthfully quite funny. Um, last year, a bunch of workmates and I went on a, a little trip down to the beach. And at night after, you know, we'd had a bunch of drinks and everyone, maybe most people had gone to bed, a few of us stayed up and, and watched a YouTube channel called Street Beefs. Uh, and uh, if you don't know what Street Beefs is, it's essentially just backyard brawls. I actually think it's a very cute initiative. I think cute's probably the wrong word, but it was started by a guy colloquially known as Scarface, and basically in his community, a lot of people would essentially kill each other because they had beef, whether it was gang-related or, or a person-to-person uh, related, and instead of killing each other, which is terrible... He would invite them to come into the backyard, have a fist fight, and then you would settle your beef. Doesn't matter who won or who lost afterwards, you leave it in the yard and you sort of move on with your lives. And I feel like the core message is good, right? Don't kill each other. Look, you have some pent up emotions and aggression and, and, you know resentment towards the other person let it out we'll give you we'll give you a space to do it and then just let it go don't kill each other it's a very stupid thing to do so i feel like the messaging is great but obviously with backyard brawls and people that don't really know how to fight it, it ends up being quite comical uh, a lot of the time which is why we were sort of watching it in the first place and you know after we got back from that particular retreat i continued to watch street beefs and as the algorithm blesses you, uh, I got recommended some UFC videos because that is a obviously a proper fighting promotion, not uh, a backyard brawl. And so as I started to watch it, one of the things that I got really drawn to was the type of training that they were doing. And, and during lockdown, I tried to stay as fit as possible. I would still exercise about four or five times a week. But you know, nothing super drastic. And I think I was getting a bit bored of doing the weights and the circuit workouts. And I I wanted to challenge myself a little bit more. So when I saw just how hard these professional fighters were training, I just said, I want to do that. I really want to do that. And obviously UFC is a mixed martial arts, um, sports promotion. How I settled on Muay Thai was two things. I think for me personally, I'm always more attracted to striking arts. And number two, I've mentioned this in the podcast a couple of times. I'm one-eighth Thai. Uh, I found out my grandpa was born in Thailand in Chiang Rai only about five years ago when I heard him speaking over the phone with his his siblings in Thai. So that part of my identity is obviously quite small, but I feel like learning that really lit this desire for me to to learn about that side of the family a little bit more and i had the the awesome opportunity to meet some of i guess you could call them my relatives from that side of the family and obviously there was a a huge language barrier i couldn't understand a single thing they said and and vice versa but it it was great to sort of connect with what felt like long lost family and to learn a little bit about the culture And and i think through Different cultural experiences whether it's food or in this case martial arts which has such a strong connection to history you do get to understand culture in a very immersive and interactive way and that's how i got started so in terms of the experience so far it's awesome it's very tough i currently i train five times a week three times a week at the gym that I train at each session goes for about three to four hours and then outside I'll do extra strength conditioning I'll do more runs it's grueling training it it goes on and on like when you see new people come the warm-ups can break them uh, before the the actual sessions even start but there is something about this single focus that you have for that session which I feel is incredible and like i'm gonna go into to the reasons why i was drawn to it but the training itself is is grueling like you're constantly in pain from bruises and injuries or just being sore and being worn down and beaten up but you know there's this incredible sense of fulfillment after you finish training and you know it doesn't matter how tired i am and how much i dread going to training once i start like the time just flies by like those three four hours just go by and it's like nothing you're like wow that was fun like i can't wait to do the next one and the the reason why i actually wanted to do this episode a little bit later on as well was actually my first fight about nearly a month to when i'm recording this episode and it was such an awesome experience the only part that kind of sucked was cutting weight uh i didn't actually need to cut too much weight uh, i only cut about I think three kilos which is not that much in the grand scheme of things and you know I was really proud of the performance that that I put on I didn't win but it was quite a close fight Uh, the person I fought also had about four times the amount of experience in a couple fights under his belt and you know watching the footage and you know chatting to coaches and chatting to people at the fights afterwards you know I was really proud of the performance that I put on and it was one of those things where after you're done you're like I just want to I want to do it again. I don't remember much from the fight. I really came to understood the Mike Tyson quote. Uh, Everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face Uh, because that was very much the experience for me. You know, we had a game plan going in. I felt that first punch land on me and, you know, your war energy just turns on. Fight or flight ticks in. And I was like, I'm just fighting. So walk forward and just fight. And uh, I think that was ultimately my undoing, Um, you know, got swept a few times, which is when someone catches your kick and they basically trip you. So you fall. So when the judge's eyes, it's very much uh, the other person is dominating you. But, you know, I had a great chat. So my opponent afterwards is a lovely guy. And, you know, the whole atmosphere there. Yeah, our gym is very supportive. so. Uh, And I think that was the thing that shocked my partner the most. She was pretty nervous for the fight and hasn't really understood why I've done it until she came and watched the fight and and saw the community around it. So that was a great experience. And last but not least, I think training Muay Thai is honestly one of the easiest ways to get in shape and, and lose weight and build muscle. I've lost about 10 kilos from when I started training. Most of that is literally just from... training itself uh, not necessarily me doing insane diets or anything and you know you look good you feel good Um, I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life and it's only going to continue to go up and I really look forward to that because you see the fruits of your labor and I guess going into why I'm drawn to it the first of which I kind of covered a bit and it it is that understanding of culture Um, our trainer trained and, and grew up for a lot of his life uh, in Thailand. it he really does try to bring over the cultural experience that he had training there, whether it's through the methods in which he teaches us the use of the Thai language, the sharing of cultural significance through different acts and just all the tidbits he, he shares with us and the why behind why we do so many of the things in Muay Thai, I think, has really given me an insight into the culture of the country and honestly i can't wait to head over there to visit the country to see where my grandpa was born and also just to train in the mecca it's thailand it's where muay thai came from the second one is a little bit interesting and it's it's for me i feel that so much growth comes from hardship and suffering and I don't know if this is, you could call this an Asian growth mindset where it's kind of very much derives from that, put your head down work and, you know, good things will come. I feel like Muay Thai is a perfect example of that. And just martial arts more broadly is so much of it is suffering. And, you know, if you can understand that it leads to better outcomes, it's all it really is worth it. And that is such a, I guess, persistent narrative that I take across all the different facets of my life, whether it's work or you know, whether it's training. I really do feel like those lows, those extreme lows build character and they make the highs even higher. And I know probably there's some unhealthiness to that thinking, that growth through suffering. I, I know there's obviously growth through other avenues that aren't so negative but for me I've always really wanted to challenge myself and push myself outside of my comfort zone where you're in that unknown territory where you're in a state of get me the fuck out of whatever I'm feeling and whatever I'm experiencing right now because when you accept those conditions and you can push past them you really do unlock this whole other I guess you could say you know unlock this opportunity for you to improve as an individual. So I am a strong believer in that. And Muay Thai is a perfect, I guess, environment where you can achieve growth through suffering. And, you know, along that same vein, when you're really experiencing those hardships, it gives you such good perspective about other things in your life. Like you might be dreading a meeting or some sort of presentation, but, if you can sort of think, hey, at least I'm not getting the absolute shit kicked out of me, that meeting becomes a lot less scary. You know, (laughs) I, I feel like, yeah, that's what my mind always goes to. Whenever I can overcome these sort of points of difficulty, I always think back to them retrospectively when I'm about to experience something else that I feel could be difficult. And I just tell myself, like, you've already done x before uh you've done this presentation before you've done this amount of work before you've been hurt this much like you're still here you're still alive you're stronger because of that experience and like this is another thing that you will just conquer you will do your best and you're going to be completely fine and i think the more of those tough experiences that you can accrue and reflect on, it just makes future endeavors even easier. And again, Muay Thai is a great thing for that. This is a really weird one. And one that I feel is often not talked about when training martial arts, because obviously there's the physical component um, for some, for a lot of people, there is this potential uh, spiritual component to training martial arts. But I feel like it's a great exercise in mindfulness. And that might sound weird at first because your association with mindfulness might be meditation, might be journaling, uh, you know, using Smiling Mind or using um, Headspace. Headspace, that's, that, I'm pretty sure that's the one. But like think about what mindfulness actually is, right? Mindfulness is just, I feel like one of the first mindfulness exercise you can do is just to be present is to sort of feel your body, feel where you sit or stand or your surroundings, what are you hearing, what are you smelling? It's to be present in the moment, right? That is, that is to be mindful, at least to my knowledge. And fighting is you have to be, you have to be present. You can't think about what deadlines you have due. You can't think about, oh, should I have said this to this person? Because if you do, you're going to get punched in the face. You're going to get kicked or you're going to get tripped or you're going to get hurt somehow because your mind can't wonder. It has to be present. It has to be focused on the single task in front of you, which is to train hard, which is to not get hit, which is to execute something to the best of your ability which is to conquer this round so you can survive like there's, there's no room for you to think about something else and I feel like that sensation of being removed from everything else in your life and only being able to focus on one single thing is you know Muay Thai gives that to you in I feel a somewhat easier way than other mindfulness methodologies at least for myself because I've tried a, a lot of tools and sitting there and journaling and not granted, I haven't really invested enough time into it to understand the positive outcomes, but it, it doesn't feel like it's for me. Last but not least is community. I love the people that I train with, I love the gym that I train at. It's very intimate. Well, for anyone that's wondering, it's Dynamite Muay Thai, it's on Burke Street in, uh, in the Melbourne CBD. And the community that we have is amazing, it's so supportive, we have a lot of fun. I think it's really important because when you're doing something that's quite serious and you know there's a lot of potential for injury, you do have to sort of have this sort of lighthearted approach to it. It's like you get hit, it's like just laugh it off, keep going, like don't, don't suddenly get angry about it. And it's the kind of environment where that is really supportive and really allows you to grow, not only from the diversity of, you know, styles of fighting, um, but just just the support network, I think is amazing. And you know, a massive shout out to the trainers, Crudenus and, and Lily, who really do create this culture of, of fun, of working hard and of respect, which I just absolutely love. So obviously with all positives, there must be some negatives. And, and the first one that is, for me, the, the biggest struggle is just the time commitment. Uh, as I said, training sessions go for three to four hours. That's always at night. So I finish work, I go train. By the time I get home, it's about 10, 10.30. Uh, I'm lucky these last couple of months haven't been incredibly hectic at work, but I must admit I don't have much free time at all. You know, I'll have to come home. I might have to do some as I am stuff. Um, obviously I still need to eat. I need a shower. Uh, there might be some work I still have to knock out. And so you only have a finite amount of time per week. And what I end up sacrificing a lot of the time is social affairs. Uh, I've been drinking a lot less, which has actually been kind of nice. And my desire to drink has fallen a lot. But, you know, sometimes because of this, I guess, commitment that I have, I have missed out on things. I, you know, I will leave early uh, to things the night before so I can, you know, be okay to train. I've turned down social outings, again, just to train. And, you know, it's a sacrifice that I'm at least willing to make uh, in the short term, but I understand that it is something not for everyone. Uh, The second one is kind of feeds into the growth through suffering and you're just constantly in pain. like you will just always have something that's hurt Uh, at the moment for me it's my right foot which hasn't been right since my fight i still don't know what happened to it Uh, we believe there's a bit of fluid trapped in there your toes always getting stubbed in the beginning your shins are destroyed just covered in bruises and you know if that's something that really gets to you martial arts might not be the right thing for you but i always think about it this way it's you know it's like muscle soreness but just a little bit different like you've got to break something down for it to grow back stronger so that's how i always view that part but obviously there can be some terrible terrible injuries um that come from fight sports and the last one that sort of obviously the the first one was a bit more social and the second one was very much physical this last one weighs on me a lot mentally, which is the the worry that I place on my family, particularly my parents. Training fight sports means there's a high potential to get hurt, and you know, as of if you listen to some of the early episodes, I've progressively wanted to have a more open relationship with my parents. Um, traditionally, it's always been, you know, tell them the good bits, let them see this good image of you and i've tried to sort of share everything in my life a little bit more and obviously like you tell them you're doing a fight sport and you're fighting and that all they see from watching fights is people getting knocked out bloodied up noses black eyes of course they're going to be worried and i feel bad i feel really bad worrying my parents i don't want them to um <laughs> I don't want them to have, you know, sleepless nights thinking that uh, I'm going to get permanently injured, I'm going to get CTE, I'm not going to be able to do my job down the line. So that does weigh in on me and, you know, I wish it wasn't something that I considered all the time, you know, the approval of my parents, but it's tough. I'm sure many of you listening out there can relate to this. It's really tough to ignore that little voice in your head that says, you know, well, what would your parents think? Like, you're worrying them and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, my my parents have said, just be careful. Like, we'd prefer that you didn't do it, but, you know, we'll, we'll support you, which is which is a lovely gesture. But I know deep down it is worrying them and that does weigh on me as well. So um, this has actually gone on a lot longer than I expected. So I'll wrap it up with just talking about, you know, Looking forward, how long will I continue in the sport? I don't know. It's not something I need to necessarily put a deadline on. Uh, a lot of people consider your prime. I guess in Thailand it's a little bit different. People fight for a very long time, but I guess traditionally it's kind of like you're in in sports. It's like late twenties, early thirties is considered sort of like your physical prime. And I'm about to. I'm technically in it. I'm 26. So I at least wanna train for a couple of years down the track, right? Like I I don't necessarily need to rush. I'm not in a goal to, you know, become a pro fighter. I don't think I have that aspiration realistically. Like for me this is a, a social vocation more than anything, but it's fun, it keeps me really fit. I love the community around it. So I can see myself at least doing it for the next couple of years. Planning to fight again soon. I think the goal was to do it one more time before the end of the year, but we'll have to see if any dates line up. And I'm very much keen to train in Thailand next year. I feel like they do it so differently over there. And I really do want that experience where training Muay Thai is your life. Yeah, like the, if you don't know the culture around Muay Thai is, you know, they start incredibly early to win money, to send back to their families a lot of the time Young Muay Thai fighters come from pretty underprivileged areas and fighting is a means of supporting their families. So they train every day, twice a day. I think I just want to do that for like a week or two, see what it's like, see how broken I get. Just again, perspective, you know, understand that I'm lucky enough to do this as a hobby. This is their life. Like their livelihoods depend on... How hard they trained and the performance in the ring. Like, that's heavy, right? So, you know, if this has at all interested you in doing Muay Thai, I would highly, highly suggest it. Obviously, I would say don't just go to the first gym you can find. Um, You're know, not necessarily locked in. You can do lots of free trials. I would recommend, I think it's really important to find a gym that suits your goals and your vibe. H- gym has a different style, they have a different culture. And I think it's important to sort of shop around to find the one that you feel the best and you feel like you can be the best version of yourself. Um, I was lucky enough that the first gym I went to was the vibe that I wanted. Um, so that was quite lucky, but I would say shop around if it's something that interests you, do a few free trials, save the sports for you. And yeah, I can't recommend it enough. I will say I've tried to push it on all my friends one person agreed to come for a trial. They never came back. Take with that what you will. But yeah, this has been a solo episode. Much longer. I thought it was only going to go for like 15, 20 minutes, but I guess I can't blab. But let us know what you think of this format. Let us know if uh, you would like to hear us do more of these solo episodes. Obviously, I've done one. We can get Isabella to do one of these. Just trialing something new. Really keen to hear your thoughts on this but as always if you enjoy this podcast give us five stars wherever you get your podcasts and we'll catch you guys in the next episode see you later